0: Stories, we all have them. Some of us keep them to ourselves, while others tell them so often we have to be reminded by our loved ones to, hold it right there, we've heard this one before. Some stories are best told over an ice cold drink or a warm meal, while others are more suited for the flickering flame of a crackling fire, a dimly lit candle. Some stories are meant to only be told in the dark. Wait, so is it a a crackling fire or a dimly lit candle? It's it's two analogies. (laughs) For emotional effect. A crackling fire, a dimly lit candle. And so, on the 10th and final episode of The Spectral Voyager, we have collected your weird tales from around the world. And I want you to know Brad and I have read all of them. Collectively, you, dear listeners, wrote an 80-page, 35,000-word novella detailing all of your paranormal experiences, easily the most submissions in QAA history. And a lot of you, a lot of you are seeing ghosts. <laughs> I'm also surprised how many precogs we have in the audience. We have a audience. lot of precogs. And, and I'm concerned with how many have had near-death experiences. Yes, and, and mostly a lot of ghosts. Every month, my credit card bill is haunted by a $5 <laughs> charge. <laughs> my, every month, my credit card is haunted by the Phantom of Decline. <laughs> While we unfortunately can't read all of them, uh, Brad and I were delighted, but not surprised, at what fantastic writers all of you are. There was more than one occasion that I was moved to tears reading some of your experiences, and I'm deeply grateful and impressed with these precious, bizarre, and human moments you chose to share with us. I will never take for granted what a wonderful group of people we've attracted with our podcast in general, and it's cool to create content for such an intelligent, interesting, and emotionally available audience. (laughs) He's referring to the ghosts that haunt the listeners, (laughs) not... Behind the cracking wallpaper of our reality, there exists another world that science has yet to explain. In here dwell monsters and madness, and potentially, the answers to our most important questions. In this world, gravity intensifies, time slows down, and your heart rate quickens. I'm Jake Rakitansky, And I'm Brad Abrahams. And you're listening to the Spectral Voyager. As a fellow enthusiast of all things paranormal and cryptid adjacent, I absolutely love your show. Ghostbusters is also a much-beloved centerpiece, read Obsession, of my childhood, so I feel right at home when tuning in. When most people relate their paranormal experiences, they typically begin with something along the lines of, Now, I consider myself a rational person, and I will do no such thing. I'm one of those crazy daydreamers who moved out of their small New England town to the big city, in this case, New York, to pursue a dream of working in TV and movies. I want to be clear yes, I chose New York because of Ghostbusters. Jake, did you? secretly write this one and change I locations? I did not. No, no, I did not. No, the, the, the names have not been changed to protect the innocent. Because this is, no. Ghostbusters has been mentioned twice already. Yes, and I yes. am hoping many more. This is me, Cage Tokaransky. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to New York in the aughts was, to say the least, pretty cool. Despite the rising housing costs, the city was still kind of weird and clung to the idea of being a haven for artists. I got to work on some interesting projects and meet some really far out people, many of whom shared a love of creepy stuff. I still remember the party where my friend Paul handed me a copy of John Keel's The Mothman Prophecies. I devoured the book in just a couple of days and it freaked me out. Agree, Mothman is a scare Mothman is scary. Guy in the corner meme with uh, people dancing. <laughs> I bet these people haven't even read The Mothman Prophecies. Yeah, there's just like a yeah, there's just a giant like red-eyed moth standing behind him. The years passed. The city got less weird. Jobs came and went. Then in 2016, I hit a minor stroke of luck and landed an editor gig on a popular ghost hunting show, which is very cool. I'm (laughs) dying to know which one it was because I've seen probably all of them. Dude, it was so cool. At long last, I was finally able to combine my silly little interests with my day job. You did write this one, Jake. (laughs) I swear I didn't. You would all know. I would have told the story a hundred times of me working on a ghost-busting show. Jake's thoughts are just the next line in the script. You would have (laughs) known. The show was on a tight schedule, and the days were often exhaustingly long. Being exposed to creepy paranormal materials day in and day out did start to take its toll on me. Often before bed, I found myself reading dry nonfiction books or watching YouTube videos of puppies in order to even things out. I'm with you there. I've been listening to oh, I've been I have a book bu- a book on tape called The Five Families. And it's like a 35-hour book about the history of the mob. So I'm with you there. Dry, dry, dry history. I also have the audiobook of the Bible. Anyway, anyways, um uh, uh, <laughs> Let me be clear, I do not believe in the existence of ghosts, demons, cryptids, spirits, Bigfoot, or the lost city of Atlantis, etc. I think they make for really entertaining stories, and giving yourself over to the LARP of a ghost hunt is always fun. Despite my views, I was always a little jealous of my colleagues. Most of them had some form of paranormal experience, and as such, felt drawn to the show and the subject matter. Then, one night, that all changed. Shuffling in from a 12-hour day, I slumped into bed. I was too awake, my brain still turning over all the tasks I had waiting for me tomorrow morning. Finally, after some light reading, I felt myself slipping into a sleep. My phone rang, I darted up startled. Fearing a family emergency, I answered. Hello? Nothing. Hello? I pressed again. Then I heard it, a bouncing static sound. A phase-distorted sound of what seemed to be someone's troubled breathing? Sing-song clicks began and I frantically hung up the phone. The call was admittedly eerie, but I was in desperate need of sleep as I had an extremely long day ahead of me. Against my better judgment, I decided to turn my phone off. After completely powering it down, I placed it on my nightstand and quickly drifted off to sleep. My eyes snapped open. Dazed, I recall thinking, what the hell? How did I just turn my phone off? You have been listening to a sample from the Spectral Voyager, a new miniseries from the folks at QAA where we explore true tales from the edge of reality. To listen to the full episode and gain access to our other miniseries such as Man Clan and Trickle Down, you can subscribe for just five bucks a month at patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous. Until next time, farewell from Beyond the Veil. Yesterday, upon the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away.